but it's all day. The Talk, my credo podcast. Turn this up. We got, uh, yep, there we go. All right, what's up, everybody? We all back in this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante here with my family in the building. P. Shaw is here. KT is here. Now, Sunaru is here. The greatest heat badger that ever lived. Hey, 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 hey. Um, KT, um, I'm, I'm just gonna get right into this of, thing. Uh, intro or something. Why not? Yeah. I'm the only one to get the, the, the but, greatest henny badger that ever lived. I need but, some kind of description. All right. Well, here's the thing. It, it, see, see, see what had happened was he already says that, that, that that's already one of his intros. So I just took that. That's all. Mm-hmm. So hit me up. You know what? He, here's what I can do. I can create some drops. I create some drops for us and I'm just going to go through the soundboard and just play the drops. All right. So, so we're going to figure it <laughs> Not the polisher. <laughs> the polisher. <laughs> so I will, I you know what? That's what I do. I create some jobs, and then I'll just go right, right, right through them, right through them. But you know, they have to be creative and stuff. But l- l- let me know how you like to be subscribe, uh, describe, subscribe. But uh, <laughs> well, since we're talking about that, y'all go ahead, like, share, yeah, y'all comment, go subscribe, ahead and all that subscribe, like, mm-hmm. share, all that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, you you let me know. Let me know now. I I I'm gonna go ahead and be honest with you. I am absolutely fucking with. The 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 new Mike's Foxy Brown, uh, that that pull up thing that you do, is doo doo Dante. I I like that. I like that. It's fire. It's fire. I don't know how to put that in the description yet, but I'll figure it's it out. Doo-doo. I'll figure it out, and and then we're gonna figure out P Shaw's microphone situation so he can sound just as crispy. So then he can do his own thing too. So you know oh, we, yeah. we, we we got some stuff. We got some stuff work working. You know in behind the scenes, but oh, yeah, God. man. <laughs> She said, wait a minute now. Why Nas get a description now? (laughs) She she said, fuck that nigga. We ain't got time for that. That's what she said. (laughs) But all right, all right, all right. We're going to go ahead and introduce the first, the the clip that you sent me as the first segment. All right. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and and let you, I'm going to show it. And then I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you talk to us about it because I saw it and I was like, oh, see, now last episode, we talked about the division amongst the black community and all these different categories that we divide ourselves in. And this is yet another one. So I'm going to play this clip. Y'all check this out. And KT, I, I want you to just help us navigate what's going on here. Y'all check this out. You feel like gay men mock black women. Like, you I feel like women, women mock. I feel women mock the gays. I don't know. I'm like so down. Black Where y'all women. think we get the influence from? <laughs> so, I don't know. Ourself. We are the culture. Period. They definitely. So are your influence. drip didn't come from like no woman influences. Absolutely not. Your drip didn't come from no woman influences. The boots, baby. 
All right, that was a very quick clip. And um, for the sake of not trying to give free promo, yes, I did cover up all y'all logos. So, yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that on purpose. All right, KT, talk to us, man. What's, what's going on here? What's up? What's this about? Okay, so. Sorry, I had to run that back in my head because I was about to say something that was going to get us canceled. So, um, oh, man. Wait a minute. Oh, okay, okay. Wait sorry. a minute. All right. So, <laughs> this nigga got the nerve to act like he learned all of his sass and his vernacular all by himself. You know, the gays just made it up. Yeah. Really? I think not, sir. Because who was your first influence? Probably your damn mama. Okay. You saw your mama and how she acted. And that was your main influence. I, I can't say I don't know you. I don't know if you had your father in your life. I don't know. But gay men. But I- get their mannerisms and all of that from women from women okay that's where y'all got it from don't sit here and act like you didn't y'all don't just come up with that so so what's like, like what? the reason like what what would you think like the motivation would be to why you would make such a claim like not actually y'all mock us like what what would be the like, where did they come from? Mocking. What is? Where's the mocking coming from? Like, it's not mocking. It's imitation, but not mocking. Mocking would suggest making fun of. Mm-hmm. That's what mocking is. So first, get your your vocabulary together because that's not even the right word to use, sir. It is imitating. That's what it is. Imitating, not mocking. I don't make fun of gay dudes. I don't make fun of them. I love them and I attract them for some reason. They love me. I don't know why. But hey, I'm cool with it. Because you're a woman? I mean, you know, whatever. Whatever it is. And I'm cute. They want to learn how to be women. They want to learn how to have feminine, you know, they want to have the I'm, ability to be feminine. What better way to learn how to be feminine by being around a woman that actually has, you know, femininity? You know, I'm a little bit of a tomboy, but, you know, I still feminine too. You know, every every month when I come to your house to be your sex puppet, you, it, it, it feels different. I have those gray sweatpants on next week. See you, baby. Um, if y'all haven't noticed by now, Nas is delusional. Okay. <laughs> Just, He's delusional because handsome first. Watch yourself. No, I'll give you that. You keep in there, whatever. But not my face, uh, uh, JT. You my homegirl. Stop it. Stop it. I'm tired of you. I crush you. I'm tired of you. <laughs> oh man. Here, here, here's the thing. You know what? I want to give a toast 
to these gay men, Pauls, you know what I'm saying? I do. They they have they have grabbed some masculinity because just like a normal man, they have claimed manifest destiny on their own little lifestyle. That is funny. That is funny. They don't even want to give the woman no damn credit. Just like a man. You know what? You're growing up. You're growing up. I like it. That's good. That's good. That's good. No, like, okay. All jokes aside, again, like I was talking about with KT. And I say this respectfully, right? Because I, I had a younger brother that is a part of the LGBT community. Hung out with my older sister and our cousin Kiana played the jump rope and did the Barbies and all that type of stuff. You see it coming. I don't come from a mega Christian house. Well, they, well, well, they digging, digging that. So I would say, yes, they are mega, but they didn't know how to, like my father's not going to do what uh, Lucius Lyons did in Empire. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not, we not going to just throw them in the garbage. And we, no one's doing all this stuff, right? No one's doing all that. You want to talk, you want to ask questions because you want to figure these things out. And then you realize you have a child that's not going to tell you everything because realistically, he's embarrassed probably. Right? What I, what I used to hate though about my brother though was that my brother would always ask me for money. And one day I yelled at him because I was just upset. I said, hey, yo, you know that you my brother, right? He was like, what do you mean? I was like, yo, man, like, why do you ask me for money all the time? Like, like you my hub. I don't feel none of that. I don't understand any of that. You know what I mean? Like, like what, as men, I don't care if you're a gay man or not. As a man, what values are you willing to uphold for yourself? Period. Period. We know that our style and our guidance, our nur our, like if we have nurturing kind orbs, we know it comes from our moms. We know what's up. But at the same time, for all the gay men that's in America that, that would believe what these men are talking about, why would you even believe that? Like you're you're the version of the LGBT that would say you created the A you created the alphabet and instead of ABC, you put G-A-Y, just let's say that's that's what it is. You're that version of the LGBT community where you're acting like the Jews. If someone says something about you, it's a problem. We're going to find a way to can you, all that type of stuff to try to, you're going you're gonna to try to erase women? Half the reason why we all exist, gay or not? What, what, what are you talking about? Makes no sense. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Hey, look, I ain't got too much to say about the Webitical crew, but, um, but I will say, you know, um, yeah, like KT said, like Nas said, there's no way possible you will feel that you created something that you got from primarily females, point blank, period. Unless your father figure was was gay or your brother was gay, but they still got it from somewhere. Um, that's, that's why I say, you know, it's important for men to be in the household because Nine times out of ten, I mean, whether we like it or not, it is what it is. If a male is being raised primarily by women, then all he gets to see is how to treat another man from those women. And um, by default, that's what ends up happening. He either becomes one of them or he becomes the opposite. So it's, not, it's nowhere in between because it's almost like he, he doesn't have that choice to choose because it's being chosen for him because he's looking at women. But um, now you got that sus, sus, what they call it, KT sus, that sus culture. 
where people are acting sus, you know, certain levels as far as their mannerisms, um, being extra flamboyant, because I know a lot of straight flamboyant men. You know, Prince is one of them. You know, I, I know Shawn Michaels. Of, right. They're flamboyant men, but they're not homosexual. They're not gay or anything like that. They just flamboyant. So uh, as far as we know, as far as we know, allegedly. So it's, it's all the extra attitude, I think, is where what makes the um, the culture, the Levitical crew culture, uh, what it is. Because Have you heard about Will Smith? Killed it, murdered it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about all that. That's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, but I mean, you know, just being able to put that little extra, extraness on it, I think that's what makes the Leviticus crew different than a female. That extra stuff that y'all do, you know, a female might get attitude, but y'all gonna roll your neck in, snap your fingers, and do all the other stuff. You know, a KT, and that might be. Why they be trying to get on you? They want you to do their nails. That's what they want, girl. They want you to do their nails. That's she what it do is. That. She get that money. She don't they get that forty dollars. Forty dollars a hand. She don't get that. Yeah. She don't yeah. Get they that. want. They want you to do them fingers, girl. Get that. That right there. That's what they want. When Give men to get to that level of femininity, though, they do that because, it, like, to them, it's almost a pheromone. Like, it's it's almost a pheromone to 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 them in their mind to men. Like, I'm going to just be even more feminine. I'm going to just, like, you know what? I'm going to pay your groceries for $400. Like, this is how they coming. They wilding right now. Thing is crazy. Thing is crazy. They going crazy. I, I, I just, I just. They filming me. I'm taking the phone. I'm throwing it. I'm chucking it to the electronic store. This is crazy. <laughs> they wilding. I, I, I just feel like people, we just want to fight amongst each other for the dumbest shit on it. This is so dumb. So dumb to sit there. We are the culture. Well, isn't that the problem? And, and is it, that sounds so Republican. I know it does. And I'm like, isn't that the problem? Is, isn't, isn't that the issue? Like, and I, Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. The Candace Owens ites and the Larry Elders will be like, yeah, that's right. It's the culture. It's the culture. I, it's just, like, what does that mean today? What does that mean? We are the culture. I, I, I would have to disagree because I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be okay. All right. You know what um, they said. You know what that meant. That meant the LGBT. Exactly. Culture. Exactly. And, and I just want people to uh, maybe. And okay. I'm going to say. And something. if that is the case, that mm -hmm. is not the culture because that did not start from us that started with people I, like like that woman did who you know right, like she you. couldn't say the word yeah okay you. all right you, you. You, you got the I reference okay no, no, all right, I, all right, I, all right go ahead I, you, 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 I like i like what's going on over here with you right now i like what's going on yo i just want to say something about that flag though for real and i say this please i i i say things to make people think i'm not trying to be rude hear me out for a second right to be gay, right? I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong about this. I read the dictionary. Gay, right, it was a couple of versions, but we talking about in this sexual version, is when a man is physically attracted, sexually attracted, spiritually attracted, just attracted to another man. Same thing with a woman, which would be a lesbian, right? So think about this for a second. You raise a gay flag, right? Church, school, whatever the case may be, because you want to show solidarity, but... What you're actually showing is sexuality. See, gay 
lesbian, that is not a lifestyle. That is a sexuality. LGBT has gotten away with this for the last 10 years because they have sold us as a group of people, which I respect, but as a lifestyle, which is not true. When you have a gay flag hanging on top of your church, what are we representing here? What are we representing? Not to diss the LGBT community. We just saying this is a flag of sexuality. This is not a flag of lifestyle or of culture or of a country or a county. What are you doing? Yeah, because being gay is just your sexual preference. That is not who you are. And I feel like people of the alphabet mafia want to make it about uh, their sexual preference who they are and it's like that's not all there is to you yeah that's your sexual preference but that's not all there is to you why are you making this like it's the most important important part of you hey crime and trash as human like what are you that are you a good human being like those are the things that matter not your sexual preference and I but think them, they, just, they just make that, they wear it as a banner. They make it way too important. Well, well, I will say, well, one thing I will say to defend them on that, when you have people that has died because of their sexuality, then you get to have that banner and you get to walk around with pride. I, I, have, I have to say that people shouldn't be, shouldn't, shouldn't be killed because of their sexuality. That's, that's wild crazy. True. They should not just be like People shouldn't be killed only, because of their skin color. Right. Now I don't want to get to the let's not get into I don't want to get into the compare and contrast. I'm just I'm I'm just talking about gay people here. Fair, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to do that. You know what I mean? Like because then the LGBT come yo why the talk my credo podcast don't even listen. I'm I'm going to leave the Black American culture over here. To, we we know what's going on. We know what's go, we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I want to just stay right here with the with the gay culture because they get to have a stance that. In my opinion, it's just a little hypocritical. And no one gets to question them because, listen, at the end of the day, they are a different version of a minority. They're, they're minor because of less people, yes, but it's, it's because of the, how people feel about the sexuality thing. People that are not gay and that are strong with how they feel about it on a spiritual level, religious level, and just everyday level, they don't like that shit. And that's where you get the tension. They kind of figure out a way how to not have the tension no more. So that's why you got the flag. See, they doing all this stuff because they trying to, as far as all this stuff, I mean, having flags and having pride this and pride that, get to put the dildos up while they walking, going down New York City and all this crap. Because people have died. That's the, that's the, in my opinion, that's the truth. In my opinion, people got killed. Now they get to have their parades and things of that nature and they not wrong for it. I just feel as though that their perspective is a little hypocritical. All right. Here comes the cancel moment because Mm -hmm. this is exactly the way I, I see the LGBTQ. I see a parallel 
with the state of Israel and the Zionists and the way that they run their propaganda, which if we are just being honest, those two movements and cultures and whatever you want to call them are, are ran by the same people, um, spearheaded by the same people. Um, I just see it that way with that hypocritical type stance with the justification or the argument that because people lost their lives for this thing, now we have the entitlements for this, that, the third, and the ability to impose ourselves upon the culture, upon whoever, to where your very livelihood is at stake. If you oppose us in any way, shape, or form, you will bend to our ideology because people have died for it. But I look and think about people such as like James Baldwin, one of the most influential, most powerful people in our culture. Right. And he was gay. Right. He was gay. And he, I look at people like that to be like, no, it doesn't have to be the way you're trying to make it because there has been so many people throughout history, even, you know, of course, outside of the black community, um, just to make this thing a global thing who were incredible people done absolutely amazing things who were sexually attracted to who, whatever they were sexually attracted to It's like, it's, it's one facet of their life. That's why I kind of side with KT was like, there's more to you. Even with us as black people. Yeah. We talk about black issues. There's still more to us. There's more to it than just being black. And that's not to make a correlation. That's just mm -hmm. to say to anybody, like there's more to us than being one specific thing and trying to dwindle us down. And what I feel like as far as black people go coming to black people, I feel like they're trying to dwindle us down and what being black means. So just being this one particular type of way, the, the ratchetness, so to speak, like the uneducated, illiterate, unintelligent type thing. That's what they try to dwindle us down to. And being black is this, and we fight myself, Nas, P. Shaw, KT. We like no being black is so many is so much more than that. So much more. Being LGBTQ is so much more than that, and I, I just I just feel like it's it's a bit hypocritical. So we, we're going to get into this one topic here with Slim Thug talking about uh this this very thing here. We're going to yeah. see uh if if it's dope doo doo what he's talking about. And then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Because P. Shaw's over here yawning and, and nodding off and stuff. Because he know he has to go. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, God got you know what's yeah, up. Yep. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Y'all check this out. Jewish people should own Drake. Drake is Jewish. He's, Jewish people should own Jewish music. I don't like that Jewish people own black music. I don't like that. Let's let that be known. I want Jewish people who not a part of the culture to own the culture. Let's let that be known since we want to go viral about some shit. I want only black people to own black music. You know what I'm saying? Straight up like that. And we're going to stand on that business. Yeah. And that's what we own. And, and until we fix that, I don't like it. Now we keep complaining about it. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We don't need no sponsors. We're going to keep fucking them up. Yeah. If you ain't Jewish, why the fuck you on a Jewish rapper? Music. If you don't listen to that, why you on? Why you? Nah, we're not on that. We need to take the culture back. We need to own our culture while these black people broke, we need our our music. We need to own our straight up like that. Yeah, straight up like that, man. 
And if you don't own your own shit, and you going over there and let them people own you, like Malcolm X say, you a sellout. And that's what we bring it back in 2023. Should we ain't for every race, though. It should be that for every race. If you Jewish, you should own Jewish music. If you white, you should own white music. You should own white people should own country music. And uh, Spanish people should own and Spanish music. Yeah, everybody who from their race should own they straight up like that. Straight up like that. So that's not racist. That's equal. Straight up like that. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Country music, come on now. I was getting ready to say, a lot, I, I was of, with a lot of this shit black folks started. So if that's the case, we owning just about everything. Just about. Everything? Just about. Everything. Everything. <laughs> 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 so peace y'all listen he said look everyone should own their own music if if you are not of a particular ethnic group then you should not own another ethnic group music do you think there's truth to that is that dope is that doo doo what's up I, I kind of agree to an extent I see what he's I see what he's going. So I'm not gonna say it's I'm not gonna say it's duty. I'm gonna say it's dope in the mindset because I see what he mean by that. Yet you can't help who owns what record label you go record at. You can't help that. You can't help who's running the studio whenever you go record a song. You know what I mean? So you can't help that. So by that, you maybe maybe the black people didn't see didn't see to give you a deal. Maybe the Jewish people did. Maybe the white people didn't see you getting a deal. Maybe the black people see that you did. So with that being said, um, I, I get what I get what he's trying to say. He's trying to say, it, hey, if if it's in your culture, then own it. But yet, you know, you got Jimmy Allen, you got um, Mickey, you got Kane Brown, you got all these people in the past couple of years that are at the top ten in country music. Um, and we, if you take it all the way back, 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 you know, we've been doing country music for a long time. So in rock and roll, we're not even gonna, we're not even gonna get into that era. So what are we going to say that, you know, the Jewish people or the white people own as far as music-wise? What, classical music? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's going to be a hard thing to really say. I do agree that if I'm black, my royalty should be owned by a black person. If I'm white, and so on and so on and so on. And I'm only saying that because you get so many times where people get out of their contract or get out of the deal that they're in. And the royalties are passed on. I mean, back in the day, black people didn't have an opportunity to own their royalties. So, you know, um, you had Little Richard battling for his own songs. You know, you had white people that who tried it and it didn't work. You had other cultures in the same sense. So it's got so many times where we wrote music as black people. And uh, we got bamboozled in, in regards to really owning it because they can easily Good sell it to somebody else. Good wink. Bamboos, yeah, all all the way around. So I see, I see what he's trying to do, but yeah, uh, I'm not gonna say doo doo because I see what his mindset is, and I kind of agree to a certain extent. Okay, so hear me out. Um, six minutes thirty, uh, six minutes thirty seconds on the clock. Hear me out. Make this fast. Listen, first of all, I need to be, um, 
Slim Thug's mediator. Because as we know, Slim Thug is uh, what they call in the streets a real nigga. All right. And he was just talking from a real nigga's perspective. It, 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 it came off clunky. Realistically, to say white people should own white music, and they, they, that's a bit much. No, no one, he, he had to say all that. But the, but the point is clear. He wants the people that, that uh, make music for hip-hop, usually the black people, to own their own masters. Now, I don't want to talk about the reparations that our Jewish brethren got in those 80s and 90s so they can own record labels so they can bring black... I don't want to get into that. We, we ain't going to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Right. Not nice, right? But I will, say, I will say some things that we should do, right? Somebody called Dame Dash on the line. Someone called Oprah on the line. Someone called Tyler Perry on the line. Her, he's like the richest man in Hollywood. We can just put up some labels now. And you can just let the black people just walk right in, make their music, and own their masters. Oh, you don't want to do it? Just, just Jay-Z? Just Hove? What's this about? See, that is the BS that the black America has to deal with in this country. And that's the hump I'd rather jump over than find out what EBT talk they want to have on Walmart at $472. We need to get over this hump. The why Slim Thug have to do nigga talk and go viral when all Oprah, Tyler Perry, Alan Iverson, Jay-Z, well, Jay-Z is doing it, but still, just more people can do, we can do it right now. Farrakhan talked about this for decades. decades. Why do we still ask for the handout of, no disrespect, to the white American when we got the resources right now in our possession? That is how you're going to really own black music because realistically, the problem was the black man, the black woman that was starting up their music is what? Broke. They're broke. Listen here, little nigga. You want to be a star? Yes. Okay. I'm going to own 65% of this. Don't worry, though. Everything's okay. Sure it is. And four years later, he's in, she's in the greatest car they ever got, the greatest mansion they ever got. Puff Daddy didn't lie to him. Just took most of their money. And when you take most of their money, think about it. You're not saving some of that money so one day, 20 years from now, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and buy my masters. No, you live in life. You are living life. What I, what I dislike, though, from this message, though, from Slim Thug and a lot of people, is how much pressure you are putting on these new artists that have to come up and do their thing. Because to tell somebody, yeah, if you go ahead and sign to a label, you a sucker. Well, who's supporting them? Who's supporting that artist now? Who's giving that artist the money? Who's doing that? Not you, Slim Thug. Slim Thug, what's up? Get, what's up with that money that you got? Put that together. I dislike that. You know what I mean? Like You have to go up your tears to get to where you got to go. Look at the story of Jay-Z. It's right there in front of our face. You know what I mean? Like He went from a rap artist to like the owner of like his own chunk of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like It takes levels. And the, the best thing that can happen right now in modern time is when you sign to, let's say, your Def Jam, what you want to do is, all right, I own my master's. How can I get these guys to let me to, to give me the loan so I can promote and market the music all around the country? 
That's what you got to figure out. It's going to be hard because, remind you, you're owning your masters. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might as well have to pay for more promotion and marketing because that's what the labels have that people can't do on their own. They can take your song, P. Shaw. They can take your song, Dante, and bring it all around the nation for you because that takes money that you don't have. It's levels to this stuff, and I just wish that uh, the art, the, these, the black, you know, well, Slim Thug, you know, in a, in a sense is a hip-hop legend. I just wish that if he had more of a educated, communicative uh, style, if, if you want to say, I, I have to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's very ignorant the way he, it comes off with it, because it's so much more levels to it all. You know what I mean? And the next generation of black artists, they're not going to be able to just own their masses unless they coming in just saying, I'm owning my masses. You're going to have to be the hottest thing in, in fish grease in order for the white people to, and the Jews to be like, ah, you know what? Fine, you got it. We just got it. We got to get in on this. We got to get in on this. So, yeah, that's that's all I want to say to that. It's, it's a tired, beat-down slogan, and it won't change until Oprah, Hove, Beyonce, you know, all, all of our rich black Americans get on the program and invest in us. Miss Foxy, Miss Eartha Kitt, going to bring us home. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with uh, what Nas said. Um, it's not going to change without our upper tier the upper tier of our community coming together to make sure that it changes because these artists that are coming up, you know, they just trying to get to the bag. They're trying to survive. They're trying to be able to do what they love and use it at, use their gift to, you know, make a living, um, to be able to help their families to better their lives. But if there's no place for them to go, where else are they going to go? That's what's available. So unless the upper echelon of the black community get together and you did it again, Nas. Um, <laughs> unless the upper echelon of our community come together. Every month when I come over there because I'm a sex puppet. No, she was happy. You see that little glow in her eyes? I'm making that burgundy turn maroon, baby. You're going to be working for T-Mobile when I'm done for you. Oh. <laughs> As I was saying before, I was so rudely <laughs> interrupted. Where you going, Dante? Don't be leaving me out here in the cold with these I'm, motherfuckers. I'm here. sorry. I, I just needed a moment. I'm sorry. I needed a moment. I'm 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 good, though. I'm good. Y'all ain't gonna be disrespecting me. <laughs> be disrespecting me on here. Anyway, until they come together and make make a change, because we can't do it by ourselves. We gotta join together and actually make the change. And until that happens, it's, it's gonna be more of the same. Unfortunately. It is, it's going to be so hard. That's the part. So hard to unite because we're fighting man versus woman, gay versus straight, and light skin versus dark skinned, and old versus young, and you know, all, so all this type of stuff. Yo, 
first of all, now that we just talking about this and we and Drake name was up, I need to hear Lil Wayne on X because um the, you know they don't they don't have Twitter anymore. It's called X. Right. I don't know what I was thinking about. I was I was talking about you know the social media platform. Right. He should go online and say, "Who said Drake owned his masters? I own that nigga. That's all I need to hear." <laughs> if he say that, I feel much better. But that's, um, that's Birdman. That's that's Birdman. Come mm. all three of y'all. <laughs> now, now, I do want to say this, and I, again, much respect to the LGBT community. Even in hip hop now, people are going into that space. Because that space is getting well connected, well invested, and one more thing that we talked about last week, with, with, with we talked about uh, with the Jewish brethren having ownership, gay men and gay women also have ownership in America. They get to speak in those rooms that the Black American male and female who are not in ownership doesn't get to talk to. Well, unless they Oprah, who doesn't want to buy us a fucking label so we can own our own masters. But anyway, sorry. Let me just go ahead and turn my uh. My, my mic off and uh, listen to some Farrakhan. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, man. Look, y'all let us know what y'all think about this conversation, man. Are we on to something? I like to think that we are. Y'all be sure to hit us with a comment, like, subscribe, hit us with a review. This is episode 148 of the Talk My Credo podcast. We on that road to 150. 150. And um, I got I got to figure out what I'm going to do this weekend. This weekend is my birthday, so I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Um. I want you to tap into your righteous killer. You know what? I'm going to criticize you. Okay. Ain't no gloves off anymore. Let me tell you something, right? See, now this guy, P. Shaw, likes to uh, promote your music, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I've been doing, pause, a deep dive into your albums, right? Uh-oh. And here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. When you rap, right, your music, you coming off to Chucky Brewster, Okay. Okay. You need to come off more righteous killer. I agree. Like that's the character. Like, like, like you gotta think about this. This is this is this is WWE. We like and and the good thing about you, we don't have to write for you. You're already nice. What I hate about when I listen to your music is when I go to your events to battle, I'll be like, yo, somebody put the beat around this. This is crazy. You gotta put the righteous killer on your next album. The one that we do together and your album, I want Righteous Killer. Because Righteous plan. Killer is top five out here on these streets. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't bring Righteous Killer, you gotta bring Righteous Killer, bro. Bring okay. that, yo. Like you, you, you play a lot with the melody. Like, like you know you can rap. But all the stuff that you do, it just shows range. It doesn't show you. And I'm waiting on that. I want I the righteous killer. I agree. That, that that is that is spot on, and that that's why you're my cousin. That's why you're my cousin. I Happy love birthday! You. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, and and yeah, that that is absolutely the play. Absolutely the play. Um, yeah, man. So y'all y'all be sure to do us a solid again. We on that road to 150, and this is another episode for the Talk My Credo podcast, episode 148. Your boy Nasu Naru, the greatest Hindi badger that ever lived. Your boy Peach, all up in here, speak life, give life, don't take no ish from no noko. All right? And then KT up in this thing, Miss Sultry Earth, the kid, don't play with my name or you will get the business because I stand so... <laughs> hey, yo, hold up. 
You don't like CE, but you over here hurt the kitten now. This is what we doing. This is what we doing. I respect her, the kid. Marcus. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> a lady of the it's, it's, lady la- of the <laughs> it's the team team crew up in this thing, man. Until next time, y'all stay fly, stay blessed. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> For real talk and dope conversations. To the Talk My Credo podcast. Find us on all streaming platforms. All happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube at Talk My Credo.